Wee doggies, we're back. Diggity dog! Oh, it's a, another crap-ass Sunday morning. Actually, I think I did see the sun here a little while ago. Oh, why bother? Might as well just get ready for winter. Prepared for gray skies from now until March, April, maybe June. Yeah, yeah, especially too since I just saw that somebody did win uh, almost $1.6 billion in the lottery again last night. It wasn't me. Oh, somebody got Powerball? Nice. Yep, uh, somebody in California, and then there were a couple winners here in Wisconsin, but they were like 50, only 50,000 or only 100,000. Like, ooh. I wouldn't scoff at that. That'd buy a new car. Hell no, I'd... Ten bucks, I'll take it. Why not? Yeah, ten bucks. What would be the... I mean, everybody... This is just kind of a... You know, the hype, ultimate hypothetical question is... What, what would you do if tomorrow you just checked your bank account and there was a billion bucks in it? Well, what's the first thing you'd do? Um, I'd take it out before they could take it back. Exactly. Or at least that a good was... chunk. Enough to play with. That was my first thought. I, I would assume that you'd have to go to like multiple banks to pull that kind of cash out. Because I think... oh yeah, there's, there's nobody, nobody that's got that kind of cash on hand. Even the biggest banks in the world. Yeah, I'm pretty sure with like the FDIC and stuff like that, they're only required to carry so much cash. And I think after like, if you pull out more than ten thousand bucks, it's got to get reported uh, to. Home. Oh yeah, they red flag that shit. Yeah, to Homeland Security just to see what yeah, you're doing with it. you're a terrorist. Yeah, even though I'd pretty much just be terror- terrorizing my neighbors. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I found a site a while ago where you could buy, buy like, used carnival equipment. So there would be a tilt-a-whirl in my front yard on day one. I've always been partial to the Gravitron myself. That's true, and you could probably afford somebody to clean it then, too. Oh, after the hurl? Yeah. I never had that problem with, you know, the Gravitron or whatever they call it in your local listening area. Um, you know, the Tilt-A-Whirls, you know, it's more violent and it speeds up where the Gravitron is just kind of consistent. But yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's got stories of someone next to them hurling and basically the Technicolor yawn sprays far and wide. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like a ride where you can actually throw up on your own face. While yeah. a guy, the guy that's running it, like hops out of the booth and starts doing like tricks, you know, he starts walking around inside, like on the walls and, and that kind of thing, and looking like he came straight out of a Kid Rock concert. But nice, you know how expensive those things are. Like used carnival rides go for a quarter of a million bucks. Well, it's because they're not mass-produced items; they're unique items, and they probably only make a couple a year. You know, carnivals aren't what they used to be. I mean, we got the same thing with, like, Shriner mini cars. They don't have people mass-producing them anymore, so they're really freaking expensive now. I would think that repairs would be a pain in the ass, too. Um, it depends. It's, I mean, a lot of that stuff is just kind of simple mechanics, but if you've got custom-built things, I mean, you can find shit for go-karts. There's always go-kart stuff out there. But if you got like a specialized unit or it's a specialized performance unit, then yeah, you got to get stuff custom made or no machinist or cannibalize other people's stuff that they're not using anymore. 
Yeah, or you know, it's you like just, Cuba having all those cars from the fifties that still yeah. function. And I mean, realistically, around here, you just give a guy that's been twacked out on meth, you know, a few rudimentary tools, and he'll figure out a way. <clears throat> he will get that uh, catalytic converter up for you. They might not be the rocket scientists we need, but they are definitely the ones we deserve. Wow, oh, that's I think painful. Thank you. I think my first option would just be to pay a whole crapload of people's bills. Not actually give them money, but say, how much is your this bill? Pay it. Take care yeah. of that stuff. Hire an attorney and then immediately disappear for about a year. Yeah. Of course, what, there, what, we would you got money, all the charities are going to be on your ass. That was one of the questions, actually, a radio station here just asked. And I, I said I would buy your radio station and hire people that do their own prep work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember the old days. Everybody was using the same prep service for all the stations. So all six stations were still were doing the same bits, if they're doing any bits at all. You can see the same thing, especially with your like ABC affiliates or your... John Oliver make fun of it pretty frequently since they're all owned by several mass media companies where they read the exact same headline and it's just different people reading the exact same headline in different parts of the country. Oh yeah, it's cost effective. It's it's brainwashing in a way if you're a big enough media company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when people rip on the media. That shit's true. So, along with the, the lottery thing, I found we've done questions for women Mm -hmm. before and i found this list on this place called byliner and it's just a bunch of awkward questions that you would like to ask a guy from from women and some of these are just really freaking weird but i would assume that you know ours for them would probably come off as the same same thing so Apparently, I think this one is for the single guy. The first one is, what's the most tasteless meal you've ever eaten? I think they're talking about like ramen or for me, it's taking one of those Totino's party pizzas and just folding it in half and eating it like a taco. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, I've been drunk before and just decided to make up a whole shitload of mashed potatoes before. Really? Mashed potatoes? Yeah. How weird is that? I mean, I've heard of weirder stuff than that. I'm a big fan of pickled herring, too. Oh, God. Oh, God. Pickled herring, sauerkraut, brown swagger. Oh, my God. It's a re- There's a, another reason that no one will ever date me right there, I would think, is just one look in my fridge probably looks like some kind of a weird mass murderer was in there. Oh, oh God, Mikey. Oh. What about yours? What's your like go-to meal that you might be kind of embarrassed to, to tell somebody about since you are kind of a illustrious foodie and, and wine connoisseur? I mean, I like making like nasty curries. Ooh. You know, just, you know, I, I like to find a good flavorful one, not necessarily hot, but you know, like, you know, you got to fry up the onions first, you know, and then butter, then you get all the spices in there, then depending how crazy you are maybe throw in some extra beans like some chickpeas or something so in other words another meal best eaten alone oh yeah oh yeah although years ago when i you know you know dating back you know when i had like hope for the future 
Um, you know, I would make I would make curry and I'd make fly, fry bread and it was so exotic. Most ladies were like, ooh la la. Of course, those weren't like, those weren't like booty call dates. That was just me showing off my kitchen prowess. But I was usually like, a you know, like I said, you didn't have to worry about, you know, gastric destruction because like I said, there was, that was not an intended booty call event. So I wasn't planning on getting any, wasn't planning to put any out there, so don't have to worry about it. See, my issues is I never plan on getting any, and it just happens. And that's how I've run into the, like, holy crap, I've got a shit, and I'm going home, because I'm not going to ruin this person's uh, facility. (laughs) So another reason, if you're going to do that, uh, cook at home base, I guess. All right, yeah. what what do you guys see in their dreams? Oh, God. The lottery thing comes up a lot. I have a reoccurring dream that I've had for over 20 years of me sitting at Coconut Joe's, the bar, um, doing shots with a bunch of Chinese businessmen. I, I, I don't know what it means. It happens all the time. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I mean, you got the usual sex dreams, which are even more awkward when you've got to, like, when you're in uh, locked in a facility, as I may have been. Uh, when you wake up with morning wood and there's a whole bunch of dudes around, that's not good. Nope. I don't so know. What do you see dream. in your dream? I imagine your dreams are weirder than mine. Mine are probably pretty basic. I've had reoccurring dreams of usually there's work related stuff and it's almost always radio station stuff like not showing up in time for your morning shift well you know because you're the one that turns everything on and starts yep. things and puts the weather out um other ones uh for some reason over the years I've like you know aliens from the Sigourney Weaver movies I've you know had those where they're chasing me through stuff and almost all my sex dreams, and this, you'll laugh at this because you're an ass. Oh, God. Like, all my sex dreams, it's like, <laughs> whenever I'm about to do the deed, somebody walks in and interrupts. And that's usually where I wake oh. up. And so that's been like a, a reoccurring theme of my supposed sex dreams is me getting cockblocked. Well, that kind of checks out, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I can think back to my college days and all the times I got cock blocked there. Yeah, the By difference was in college. Busting up the party. In college, it was kind of like, ha ha, but now it's like, hey, that might be my last chance for life. Yeah, well, you know, I think back to college, it's like, you know, try to be optimist, optimistic here. Maybe I dodged the clap. You know, maybe that was my, mm-hmm. uh, my guardian angel looking out for me. He's like, uh uh uh, stay away from that one. I'm pretty sure I dodged ending up with a kid because one of my buddies did when he went through with what I wasn't going to do. The finger trap situation. Um, Yeah. Anyway, and along those lines, what's the most, I don't really, this, this could go an entire podcast, but what's, what's the most abnormal thing you've ever done? Uh, in context of what, though? I mean, you could yeah. say at some point in your life, you could say getting a tattoo was abnormal. Now it's beyond normal. Now it's almost expected. And yet, I guess me not having any tattoos would make me abnormal. Yeah. Ask me when it's, you know, we get real weird when I'm talking about escaping from a 
emergency room with a couple of cops chasing me and I'm half naked. Now that's yeah. a story. That's a story. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, you know, I ended up working for a Lebanese chef or working in a radio. And anybody will tell you that working in a radio is a waste of time because there's no money in it unless you're in sales. And even now, the sales aspect of it is pretty tough because you're, you're selling air. You're not selling a tangible product. You're hopefully selling a result, but not everybody knows how to do it right. Yeah, and that's why I was usually cool with the salesperson asking me when they did to bring me along on a sales call. It didn't happen a lot because I didn't behave well, but they it just helped for them to, you know, hey, here's the wacky guy that's going to show up and be like, yeah, I can't wait to be at your Saturn dealership that's going to close in two weeks. Well, back in the day, that Saturn dealership made a lot of fucking money. Oh, shit. A lot of money. I think that was their first seven-figure customer. They made they more money. Than, over a million dollars a year. They certainly made us more money than they were putting into their cars. I know, but that's the whole shtick, you know? It was like the cars were super cheap, but it was all about the launch. Remember the launch? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, you know, that and all the, the fresh-baked cookies. I mean, they had a, sh- a shtick. And it worked, and it got people excited. And a lot of young people could afford cars and drive them off the lot to a big to-do. It's, it's basically when they came out with the all-metal cars is when their shit started going downhill. But, of course, they all shut down before the economy took a crap in 2008. So the paranoid in me is like, was that just a coincidence, or did they know something was coming? Well, and it was the no haggle thing too. That was they yeah. were the first dealers to do it. They were the price on the car was the price you paid. Now they could give you other free stuff and things like that, but the the like cars the cars were production model cars. What you saw on the lot was what you were getting. To- Toyota tried to do it with with Scion, but the cars were such pieces of shit that when I worked at a dealership, we had to actually sell those things as used th- because they'd been on so many test drives. Really? Yeah. We had one of those, the XB, the Cube, that had so many miles on it, and we got so tired of jump-starting it whenever somebody did want to try and test oh it. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah, the owner of the dealership actually bought it for it, bought it and then sold it back so we could sell it as a certified used car and actually make more money on the deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's always a gimmick. There's always an angle for shit. It, that's what drives me nuts. Oh, especially in sales. Yeah. All right. How many ladies have actually caused you a heartbreak? Heartbreak meaning physical and emotional pain. Oh, God. Wow. These are so much deeper than the the men's questions. Yeah. Eh. I'd say any more than one is always too many. But, yeah, it's been, I'll say at least half a dozen. A better question would be how many are you still pissed about? Oh, there's no point. I don't see him. It's not like you have to interact with him. It's not like it's a coworker or it's a spouse you have to share kids with. Yeah, see, thankfully, neither of us have to deal with the kids thing, but I think that's that throws in a dimension that neither of us want. All right, now, um, would you rather... Oh, this one's good. I don't know how the hell you'd answer this, though. Would you rather have 10 wives or 10 children? Oh, God. I know, 10 children? I, I'm i kind of leaning towards 10 children because 
after they get to a certain age, you got built-in labor. But well, there's that. For, you know, yeah. Ten wives, I would think, would be would be at least nine of those women talking about how you're a complete failure. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing about the ten kids is the kids are part of you. Assuming that we're assuming that these are biological children of ours. And, you know, I've always been kind of curious about, like, how much stuff is, like, nature versus nurture. Sure. You know, and it's like, you know, how many of them are going to actually kind of look like you a lot or not at all or, like, a little mix? And how many of them are going to, like, kind of have your same interests or just be completely different personalities than you? Yeah, and I'm fine with just using Snapchat filters to see what I would look like as a kid or as an 80-year-old man right now. Yeah. Um, ooh. What's your childhood? I don't know if we can say this. What's your childhood secret? Oh, God. Um, I started a couple of fires. Ugh. They were unintentional. Nothing major really happened. But I think there still probably would be a couple of people upset by them. Well, I started fires all the time, but we lived in the farm. We had a burning barrel, so that was just kind of expected, actually. Yeah, we burned down our own fort once that we... We called it a fort, but it was a bunch of boards nailed up into trees. And mm-hmm. we were going to camp out there once and started a rather large grass fire. That the neighbors probably were... My biggest secret is, like, how soon I started masturbating and where I did it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I don't envy anybody whose kids are going through puberty, especially young ones that just don't understand at all these feelings and these urges that they suddenly have and they can't process. Especially with the accessibility of porn. Well, it's even before that. You know, it's before they actually understand these biological needs that are hardwired into us, or maybe not at all. You know, it's just you know, and guys. You know, like, girls especially, because there's, like, my cousin's daughter started puberty at 11. You know, that's when she started having her period. Maybe she wasn't, you know, taking on the physical attributes, like growing breasts or anything yet. But when the, you know, when the period starts, it's just like, holy shit, you know, and it's obviously that's the conversation that guys never want to have or deal with. No, and it's like the moms or the grandmas. As a guy, it's traumatic enough when you've got to negotiate the perils of like a locker room the first time. Yeah. And you're like, you're like 12 and just kind of there. And then there's another 12 year old guy that's got like a beard and a full bush. Yeah. You're like, my God, he's already got a driver's license. I think he stepped out of the 70s. <laughs> he came right from working at the farm with like the folks farm truck to gym class that day, which does happen around here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, well, according to research, men think about sex on an average of eighteen times, nineteen times a day. Yeah. How so many? Far. How many times do you think about sex? Uh, I guess it depends on if I took my antidepressants that day or not. Well, I guess for me, it depends on you know. You can see an attractive woman. I think to myself, I'd really like to see her boobs. You know, it's not so much about, like, whipping my dick out and having penetration, but it's, like, sexual thoughts. I'm like, hmm, there's an ass I'd like to take a bite out of, like, a peach. Um, yeah, it's, I guess I'd say it's more sexual or sensual thoughts, like, all the time. I mean, like, Jesus, you know, all, all the customers I call on, there's all these, like, college-age waitresses. I'm like, 
Oh, Christ, to be 20 again and actually have some dick control. Yeah, I was... I think about it now, and I had more control than I give myself credit for, apparently, back in the well, day. Well, I had no control in my 20s. I mean, I didn't really, like, learn dick control until, like, my 30s. I didn't want to cheat, because I had that opportunity a lot with the job, but I had had it happen to me at a pretty young age. Oh, yeah. And I didn't... I knew enough to not put somebody else through that. Well, it's always the thing with personalities. If someone does something shitty to you... You, you've usually got two choices. One, you vow to never do it yourself and never let it happen again. Or the other one is it basically is like, well, they could do it. I could do it too. And I'll do it better. Yeah. You turn into Hitler and then wipe out all of Europe. Pretty much. You know, it's just, that's always a thing with, I mean, I hate to throw the word abuse around because I think the word itself is abused and no pun intended, but you know, when something shitty happens to you, do you you take the superhero route or you take the supervillain route? Yeah, and I think nine times out of ten, people are still going to choose the right way. They might not want to. Yeah, sometimes it, it, may, it might be a... Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Subconscious thing before they actively decide to do it or not do it. All right, this kind of goes along the same lines. How healthy do you consider masturbation to be? It's the oh, reason oh. I'm not like barking at you and, and drooling on the floor when I see you right now. I would say that people should do it more often because, well, it's, I always go back to the, the gag in Seinfeld. You know, it's like Jerry can't get a good night's sleep until he just decides to give up and then he sleeps like a baby. Yeah, you know? I think. Some of these things are more important for maintenance than than you're aware of. There's not oh, as much emotional conta- attachment as there is. God, I gotta get this out of my jar. Yeah, pretty much. I that's you know goes back to like a comment before about being in the 20s and having no dick control is because the pressure was running high all the time, and I made some poor decisions. Um, <laughs> mercifully, no life-altering decisions. And her name was Kitty. No, no, this is before that. That was that was after college. See the kitty episode if you look back on previous ones. That's that's a oh, classic. Jesus. All right, so along the same lines, what's the stupidest thing you've ever said to a woman? Oh my god, mine's I... pretty easy, and it's happened a bunch of times. What? I love you. No, but yes. The answer: yes. Yeah, yeah. To some things I knew I didn't want to do. There was no good reason for me to be doing them. I had no business doing them. But I said, sure. It's, it's right up there with when your drunk friends ask you to help you move at night. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, sure. And then the next day they're like, hey, let's move. And you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit back in my, my college days, I've done a lot of stupid shit for a nice pair of tits. What insect are you most afraid of? Maggots. Yeah, I would say it's probably more something along the lines of food. Because, I mean, after living down south for a while and seeing some of the big ass, not just big bugs, but then you like trap one and all of a sudden the fucking thing decides that it can fly too. I'm like, oh great, this is not working out well. Yeah, uh, yeah food related or maybe bacteria rather than insects 
Yeah, I mean, most insects want nothing to do with you except for mosquitoes. But yeah, I just hate maggots. That goes back to a childhood thing. Right. Okay, this one. Why is it every guy's fantasy to walk in on a couple having sex? I've never had that no. fantasy. I think it's because if you ever walk in and your parents having sex, that fantasy is gone. That's something you spend the rest of your life trying to scrub out of your head. Yeah, and as far as I know, mine did for my sister and for me, and it has not happened since then. Yeah. That's why you lock the goddamn... Maybe the kids are outside playing. You need to make sure the door is locked and the shade is drawn. That's why Dad gets so much... Uh, Dad's so pissed off at the t- all the time, and Mom is really productive. How many lies do you tell in a day? Uh. None. No, there's for me. It's well, probably more. It's more omission than anything else. There's things I'm not going to tell you. Does lying to myself count? Oh God, I that's constant. Like every time I say I'm going to get up and do my laundry, and I'm just I'm sitting here staring at the same basket I have been for a couple of days. Well, mine's usually like I'm going to start eating healthy tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I've been failing on that big time lately. But I'm thinking. The omission ones where I'm like, if you don't ask me, I'm not going to tell you. But that goes along my rule of don't ask me a question you don't want the answer to. Because I will tell you. Yeah, that's how you get that's how you get your invites to nice parties rescinded. Ooh, are you do you love me or are you in love with me? Oh, God. How the hell do you answer this? Well, uh, I thought, you know, love. I thought about that a lot over the years based on experiences with previous exes that told me they loved me, but you know, I've come to realize that they loved me, but they didn't love me. They were just kind of in love with love and basically regarded me the same as a puppy or a pair of shoes. They like to be able to tell their friends that, oh, I'm in love, versus... You know, I mean, if you're doing nice things for them and giving them good dick on a regular basis, then yeah, what's not to love? I think in love is a regular bar time hookup. Having love is staying married for more than like six months. You know, to me, if you really love somebody, you love them as is. And it's not this constant battle to try to change them into something you want better. Because that, I mean, right there, that's, that's the first rule of divorce you know <laughs> you get married because yeah, you look good on the instagram you got cute looking kids but you're constantly trying to change them and they don't want to change or they can't change then it's like what exactly were you in love with you were in love with the image or with the fantasy of all this shit so i always tell people like romantic comedies were the worst things to happen to women since cosmo and their fucking lists yeah, everything from when Harry met Sally just took the entire world back farther than it needed to be. Well, I mean, that one was actually realistic, you know, because it was warts and all. It wasn't like all the shit that came later. Yeah, like, okay, how about you got mail? Okay, yeah, that one was just dumb. All right. Okay, um, now... Like, all the Kate Hudson stuff, all the J-Lo stuff. You, you want to talk about... You mentioned divorce. Here's a question that would probably cause one. Um, Have you ever thought of another person other than your partner while having sex, man or woman? Have you ever? Yeah. 
Well, you can't help it. Your mind kind of wanders. I've gone to the highlight reel before, but it's been partially because I want to remember like shit that didn't work. <laughs> like, hey, uh, nope, she didn't like that one, so we're just not going to try that again. It's really for your own good, ladies. Yeah, Sam Kinison used to have a joke about, um, you know, ways to prolong yourself. She started thinking about, like, baseball scores, or you think about, like, um, Roseanne and Tom Arnold having sex, you know, uh, that, that, won't, that won't make you pop your cork early. But, you know, many- sometimes, sometimes if you're gone and you just can't seem to finish the deal, you have to go to the Rolodex for a finisher. Oh, I've done that when I was on uh, painkillers for my back before. But don't ever make that mistake and have a girl go, you always last that long? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Do you know how hard Vicodin is to get? Wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, how many times do you change your boxers in a week? Oh, every day. Yeah. I, I'm old school. I shit, shave, and shower every morning. Yeah, what kind of savage? I mean, I haven't totally given up with given up yet during COVID. I definitely went through some like negative shower days where I would just skip a day here and there. But I don't get too disgusting, though, so I think I'm okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm a salesperson. I have to go out in the public, so I need to be presentable and acceptable as much as I can. And, you know, so, yeah, I just, I don't, like, there's been times where, like, I didn't have to travel during the weekend, so maybe I wouldn't shower through the weekend, but then I just start feeling kind of gross, you know, jump in the shower, give the old undercarriage, a how's your father, so. Yeah, 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 at least gotta hit the highlights. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's so ladies out there. Todd has not officially given up yet. I'll get you his information. Oh, fuck you. All right, now. Uh, have you ever been caught masturbating? Uh, I don't... Probably when I was a kid in the you know in the bathtub. I was like, you're taking an awful long time in there. My favorite story about this was the acquaintance, I guess, that actually got like his dad walked in on him just cranking away, and he decided he was going to chase his dad around in the house naked with his dick in his hand, yelling, "Next time you're going to knock right." Oh, that's wrong. That's so <laughs> wrong. Oh my god. I bet he did not though. Oh, that's oh that that puts me off my launch, I'm sorry. That um, sounds like something like the uh, Margera guy from Jackass would have done or something like that. Yeah, that totally sounds like a jackass bit. Uh at what age did you first become interested in sex? Oh god, it was middle school. Yeah. It was more curious to find out what the older kids were so into, I think. Well, I didn't give a shit what they were into. I would think that we ever talk about like I think we've talked before about like secret stashes of porn. Oh yeah, Woods found. porn. Yeah, Woods porn or we found was uh warehouse porn. It was a duffel bag full of porn underneath this warehouse. Like uh, down the street from this kid's house, you know, and Little kids are like, oh my god, you gotta come see this. It's like, stand by me. You have to come see this dead body. You have to find this bag full of porn. And so you're looking through there, and it was like Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler. It was like the big three without getting into the weird fetish stuff, which at the time I don't think was readily available in the Midwest. See, I had an experience with that where I was helping a a buddy, kind of guy that I knew, move. I was the guy with the car. And um, 
he calls me in the middle of the afternoon after we'd moved all his shit into apartment. He's like, dude, you got to see what I found under the stairs. I'm like, what? And I was going to be picking him up later that night anyway. He's like, I'll bring it with me tonight. And he comes down with one of those paper boxes. And it is just full of porn. Just, and not, yeah, the nasty stuff. He's like, this was hidden under the stairs of the apartment. I'm like, get that shit out of my car, man. Like, and then a couple months later, when I was cleaning under the floor mats, I had found that he had stuffed like a couple of barely legal magazines. Oh, God. I had a buddy give me a subscription of that one time, and mercifully, only two issues showed up. After oh. that, it never continued. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, it came in like the basic, you know. I want to say it wasn't like the paper wrapping. It was in, it was sealed up in a bag and it was, the bag was black. Yep. So you couldn't see what it was, but everybody in the mail, they knew what it was. You knew. Uh, Cause for a while there, I actually got a subscription to Playboy just for shits and giggles. Cause I figured as a young adult man, it was my right to have Playboy. Plus I kept it in a bag underneath my bed, the traditional place for Playboys. <laughs> All right. We're going to go rapid fire cause we're running out of time. Would right. you kiss another? Would you kiss another guy for a hundred thousand dollars? Well, it depends. Is that tongue involved or no? I'd kiss you right now for fifty bucks. All right. Great. Next question. Do you pee on yourself in the shower? No. I have. Don't even lie that you haven't. But I've been so hungover before that I have not wanted to get out and just done the full forward shower. Superman lean. Anyway, next well, it's, question. It's, it's, it's my normal habit of shit shaving showers. So, I mean, I, I pretty much drop off the kids and flush the tank while I'm there before I get in the shower. So there's nothing to release. Yeah. Next question. We got three more to go. All right. Uh, will you marry me? Hell no. No. If that's what you're looking for, I'm not your guy. Yeah. All right. Second to last. What's the most embarrassing thing you can you've ever done? Well, there's a couple of things where I blacked out and I don't remember what I did, but nobody would talk to me, so I'm assuming I should be embarrassed for it. Uh, Mine was, uh, we used to do these chicken fights on the monkey bars at school where you're hanging there and trying to kick the other person down. And I was like 10 and a kid pulled my pants down. Oh, and I was hanging there, just hanging brain in front of the entire playground. He nice. reminded me of that about 10 years later, actually. I had forgotten about it. So did you plant a car bomb in his car then? Not yet, but I'm playing the long game on that one. Yeah, fair enough. All right, right. last vector cold. Last but not least, have you ever lusted after a friend's girlfriend? Oh yeah, I am right now. Oh nice. Yeah. No, I. How about lusted? I've been like, hey, you got any single friends? Uh, it's you know I used to flirt with all my buddies girlfriends now they're their wives which is i think the reason they don't invite me over anymore but <laughs> i was i'd like to think that i was just threatening and that was the reason like they realized they had an out suddenly and he was sitting right across the table at dinner nah, okay. those those fantasies are long gone and I've got too much too, too much baggage for anybody to go, yeah, you seem like a good decision. Versus my stable husband that's got a job and a house and a car and kids and 
but I'm definitely more fun at a party. What do you feel about these uh, deep questions that we were? What, what's, what do you find? They asked about sex a lot more than I was thinking the women's questions would. I know, but that's what most of the people are curious about. Yeah, about, I think... Talking about balancing a checkbook, but how boring is that? And I think it's different in places in, you know, possibly other cultures where it's discussed more openly. Even though it's, it's hard to get much more sexualized than we are right now, I, I would oh, hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another thing uh, I did see another poll was, what do you think the future of porn is? And my first thought was, like, holographs. Um... I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see where uh, OnlyFans is going because everyone's putting out their own content and no one wants to go work for houses anymore because basically they've just been taking all the, the money and just they basically pay the performers, the women, a basic rate, but then they make thousands and thousands of dollars off of a scene that they only paid the girls a couple hundred for. So how many credit cards have you maxed out on OnlyFans? Uh, none. I haven't really found anybody I want to follow yet. I would say we should shoot for that, though. Let's actually get an OnlyFans person as an interview one of, one of these weekends. Well, the thing is, a lot of the OnlyFans stuff does spill out into the general free porn sites. I'm, I'm assuming they do that intentionally. It's kind of like, here's a little taste. Yeah. And yeah, here's the real innocent stuff, and here's my boyfriend elbow deep in me. Okay then. <laughs> oh, way to end the the podcast on a completely classless note. But you know, if you're um, an OnlyFans, are they personalities? What are they? They're not influencers. No, I. You're an you're an influencer if you fart in an elevator. By the way, anything you're doing to modify people's behavior you're not special oh my god this is the worst ending ever <laughs> let's find ourselves an only fans person their contact information's on the page you can find our radio mofo thing on twitter too as well too uh we want to actually speak with somebody to find out how much money we're we're more or less missing out on right who in the hell would pay us money for that good point <laughs>